The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Fast am I. Good afternoon. Welcome to the final Man in Line of 2023. Open line through till one, so we're pre-Christmas, whatever's on your mind. Also, if you have any spectacular Christmas recipes, Christmas jokes, early New Year resolutions, whatever it is, then uh, you're in touch with the Isle of Man between now and one. Text one double six one double seven, WhatsApp one double six one double seven, email studio at maxradio.com. Lines are open on 66 13 68. Did you see the story about the fact that Sistra, the, this is the company that were hired by the DOI, Sistra, they were, they were the people doing this big railway report, and they know what they talk about. They've done hundreds of these darn reports, but were apparently told by the um, DOI to redo it. <laughs> Who knows why they were told to redo it, but this is the, uh, this is the story. Emails between the DOI and the company contracted to review the Isle of Man's railways show they were asked to adjust the narrative around the potential closure of part of the railway. This is uh, Laxey to Ramsey, perhaps, which is just going to have one line. The other one could be a cycle track. We'll see what happens in the future. But um, there we are. If you want to comment on that, what do you, what do you know about this? Text, email, call and WhatsApp. I understand also that uh, in the new year, Laxi, um, Laxi's famous Lady Isabella may be coming under some scrutiny as well. But more of that in the new year. In the meantime, text, email, call and WhatsApp. And the news also about the gas. Gas tariffs in the Isle of Man are expected to be cut by about 16%. Isn't that good news? 16% cut in gas tariffs following a review by the regulator. A fall in consumer inflation and estimated commodity costs for 2024 are behind the drop. So if you have... If you have gas central heating or you cook with gas good news christian's got the the good news christian the communications and utilities regulatory authority otherwise known as cura carries out biannual tariff reviews under the gas regulations 2022 the public gas supplier may not fix tariffs that are likely to result in its allowed revenue being exceeded as such isle of man energy is required to consider various factors to ensure it remains in compliance such as commodity and operating costs pension contributions and retail margin percentage. Cura says it is satisfied the assumptions made by the gas supplier are reasonable and sees no reason to intervene. The next tariff review is scheduled to take place in June with any update to be implemented in July. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. We'll find out when it's going to happen. Uh, We sent in an FOI, by the way, to the Department of Infrastructure regarding this independent assessment of the Sistra report identifying inaccurate information within the report that may mislead the public. Independent advice provided to amend such inaccuracies in the report prior to publication. And we've also asked for all written and email communications in relation to the amending of the report to correct identified inaccuracies which may, quote, mislead the public. 
So we're trying to get to the bottom. It's not been, re, not been uh, despite the fact that uh, Tim Crockall uh, said it was due to come out, it's not come out yet, this report into the future of the railways on the Isle of Man. Our heritage railways, our unique, absolutely unique railway system. Nowhere else in the world is there a combination of heritage railways like we have on the Isle of Man. Well, apart from the fact we have a halfway horse tram, which is, you know, a mile or so away from where 65 cruise liner worth of passengers are going to be embarking next year. But a minor irritation at the moment. I'm sure it will go back from the War Memorial from Castlemona Avenue to the sea terminal. And also still in the dark at the Southern Swimming Pool. We haven't received an update on what's happening at the Southern Swimming Pool. So perhaps you've got a thought on that. I am disgusted says Sue, that the Archbishop of York is trying to blackmail Timwald into keeping uh, the bishop's vote by threatening to withdraw the post. Also, he's effectively saying that the bishop's political role is more important than his religious input on the Isle of Man, which is shocking. Sue's word, shocking. Nobody's suggesting getting rid of the bishop and his opinion. That's fine, but he's paid to lead the church on the Isle of Man, not meddle in politics. Sue's word, meddle. Typical church trying anything to retain their power over the people. The bishop of the Isle of Man's not even local, so won't understand the subtleties of long-running local issues. A referendum would be great, as I think the archbishop is more confident of support than he should be. Thank you, Sue. I mean, the the bishop has been there for years, years and years, so it's part of our tradition. And up until now, this wasn't mentioned, I don't think, in anybody's manifesto, was it? Did anybody say we're looking at getting rid of the bishop from Timbald, or the vote of the bishop of Timbald? And if he doesn't have a vote, what's he there for, just to to observe? So I just wonder what your thoughts are as we're coming up to Christmas, as you sit in a church or wherever you worship on Christmas Eve or whenever across the festive period. Do you think it's important, fundamentally important, do you think it's important that the bishop plays a part in our political life? And it is political life. Text, email, call and WhatsApp. Thank you, uh, WhatsApp. Thank you, Sue, for that. David's on now. Hi, David. Hi, Randy. It's, uh, I'm sorry to come on, but the Courier's got a real great story on the front page. We're going to have a border force, but the Council of Ministers are going to discuss it with the Home Affairs Department. Do, do they not know in the Isle of Man if we have some security, like uh, uh, number plate recognition, face recognition at the sea terminal at the airport? We're quids in. We don't have to have discussion for another year and a half. Just do it. And I just, I just can't believe they're going to have a roundtable discussion to talk about it, whether we're going to do something. Uh, when we had, like the chief constable said, uh, one of the, I don't know what, the, the, the fellow was coming to the Isle of Man uh, in a car yeah. four times a year, yeah. and he had a quarter of a million quid worth of drugs there. We need to put out the story is that we have uh, CCTV on the island. We have face recognition at both the airport and the sea terminal. We check your cars. And if you come to the island, man, if you do wrong, Jerby's the place to stay. So why do you think that, that why do you think they're putting it out for discussion? I, I don't know. I, I can't I just can't believe it. When I read it this morning, popped through my door. 
I, I looked at it and thought to myself, oh, this is going to be positive. And when you read the whole story, let's have a chat, let's have a cup of tea and a few biscuits and talk about it. And we'll be here talking about it in July, wouldn't we? And in Next the meantime, I mean, I, I mean, I happen to know that uh, the chief constable is very keen on, oh, on cracking yeah. down on um, the drugs gangs and the drugs families on the Isle of Man, and they know who's who. So yeah. they've often said, and, and if you read between the lines, they'd like to get to the top of the tree. And if you're constantly just picking off the branches at the bottom, you're never going to get mm-hmm. to the top of the tree. So what do you think about that? Yeah, well, we we need the story out there. We need the council ministers to get together and say, yes, tick all the boxes. We can do this, we can do that. We, if we have um, face recognition at the sea terminal, it's going to cost us, well, say, say a couple hundred thousand, do the same at the the airport, a couple hundred thousand. It's money in the bank for us, for security for the island. Can you imagine what the insurance these com- companies are going to say to us? You don't have to have insurance in the Isle of Man because it's that tight. Okay. I, anyway, I'll leave it to you. All the best for the year, mate, and our listeners. Have a, have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, David. Good to hear from you. Bye. All right. The good news is, the very good news is, Maximus Carter has been found. The police have reported that 14-year-old Maximus Carter, who was reported missing, has now been found. He was last seen in the Douglas area. So thanks to, uh, uh, to uh, whoever uh, came forward. But uh, Maximus Carter, this 14-year-old boy, has been found, which is great news for Christmas. Howard's with us now. Hi, Howard. Hi, Randy. It's nice to get a bit of good news, and especially with the gas as well coming down. Um, but what I do with it is uh, on the eve, it's going to change on New Year's Eve. Uh, next day, New Year's Day, I take a photograph of my meter and then, well, because they've done away with the reception desk down in Douglas now, you can't go in unless you make an appointment. Um, they put it on, uh, uh, what do you call it, the online the, um, um, billing board. As you've got a photograph of it on your phone, you've got a meter reading there and then at the time. But uh, the last time I did that, I sent it in, and I didn't get a bill, and I had to ring them up. Three weeks later, I got a bill, but they'd extended what I gave as a meter reading, uh, and they extended an estimated read for about 11 days after that. So just watch your bills, because it's coming in the right direction. It's coming down. And uh, if you retain or don't ring in or whatever, then you stand a possibility, stand a chance of getting charged the dearer rate after January the 1st for your gas consumption. Mm. But um, what a ring for, actually, I just said to Howard, um, when you mentioned the, the horse trams, uh, another ongoing debate, uh, but if I remember correctly, Chris Thomas said when he was in the DOI, it won't be coming up for discussion till, till 2024. Now, that was a narrative that came out of Timbald, and they were in agreement with that. They weren't even going to talk about it. So we've got a year they're going to sit around and twiddle their thumbs um, and then uh, possibly do something afterwards. And it's, it just keeps the, the ball moving around and nothing getting done. It's a bit like Premier Football. They kick it back and forward to each other and uh, don't score any goals. And that's what we're looking for in this instance is a plethora of goals 
and we want the horse trams running back to the sea terminal. You just wonder who it is, and there is someone somewhere within government, or whether it's the elected representatives or whether it's within the bureaucracy, somebody doesn't want the horse trams to run. They think well, Castlemona Avenue is enough. Yeah, I've said that all along. And in actual fact, um, there is a man within government now that worked and doing exactly your program. Um, he was vehemently against them. That's, uh, I can say it's quite as stupidous. He did not want the horse trams. He thought they were absolutely useless. But the problem with it is we have so many, and I've not been discriminatory here, but there's an awful lot of people that come onto the island who are now going into government and they've come to live on the island and they want the island to be like it is in the United Kingdom and we are not and this is where some of the problems were the sea wall is something we've been living here all our lives and we've seen the water coming over and seen some terrible storms and you do living on an island but you come from Manchester, London or any of the big cities you never see any of that only on television and then suddenly they have a brainstorm. Let's put a damn big wall up here. That'll stop all that. But no, it won't. Um, it'll, it'll cause more problems later on, which they'll find out, a more costly <clears throat> program of development again. But um, that's the trouble. The people are coming onto the island and taking over. They're tin-pot politicians, a lot of them. They're coming over onto the island, and this has given them a nice little income of £60,000 a year now where they can sit around and twiddle their thumbs and, as somebody said, drink tea and biscuits. And we're getting nowhere rapidly. And this seems to be the way of the will now of the, the Isle of Man government. They're spending more time now talking about how to get rid of the bishop than what they are about the problems that's uh, bringing the island down. But the heritage grow. of the Isle of Man is something that it's it's like a like a bucket of water, Howard. You take your hand out, there's no hole; it just closes over. And if oh, we yes. if we lose the heritage of the Isle of Man, and be it the second half of the horse trams, be it you know this this ludicrous uh, thing they're going to put up at the um, at the lac the entrance to the Laxey Wheel replacing something that's made in Manx stone with something else if we lose these little bits of, of the Isle of Man they will mm -hmm. never ever come back and we'll be just saying in 10 years time oh do you remember that do you remember when the no. horse trams used to go to the sea terminal I've got photographs of it yes I remember that very much so but that was uh, the Douglas Bay horse trams or Douglas Bay tramway as it was known originally uh, and it's now they can put the half Douglas Bay tramway and that's about all it will amount to. But the people there are hell-bent on destroying everything that's uh, attached to the Isle of Man. And they want us to be like a border of uh, Merseyside or something. And uh, it's it's going to be... Uh, well, the, the people living here... Uh, my mother would be turning her grave now if she knew what was happening. They just want to cover the island with concrete. So um, let's... Get some sense into the government. I'm too damned old to go in there now. And uh, But, you know, let's get some people in there that have an active interest in the island, not in getting rid of the bishop, and um, which has been there for years. It do absolutely no harm. He can be uh, outvoted. But there are far more important things going on and going to happen in the island. And as David said about uh, drug people coming into the island, 
they're a damn sight cleverer than any of the civil servants. And these people in the civil service, they put a crazy idea up. Let's, there used to be big notices at the airport and the sea terminal. How old will your child be before you get out? And that was when they were going to put them in prison for a minimum of seven years. And the big notices used to be there as you walked off the planes. How old will your child be when you get back out? Anyway, that's the, that's the attitude. They better, have. T- better topics, uh, uh, heritage topics. When does the Camera Obscura reopen, Howard? It'll be open, hopefully, for Easter. Easter, okay. Yeah, it's uh, generally open over the Easter weekend, and then we have a bit of a break for a, a few days, and then we're open for the summer. All right, have a good Christmas, Howard. Thanks for and calling. you, Andy, and all your listeners. All right, Take good, care. good to hear Bye. from you. It's uh, Ian with us now. Hi, Ian. Hello, Andy. Hello. Uh, just, just thinking, if, if if things go on the way they're going, Howard's camera obscura will be the only thing left on the island as heritage. Well, uh, and uh, that nearly went. I mean, twenty odd years ago, the Japanese wanted the lenses, in, and uh, we kept everything here. Indeed, indeed. But I, I did want to speak about the uh, about the electric railway up to Ramsey. I mean, one of the most beautiful journeys anywhere in the world. I would, I would argue. And, and they want to cut it back. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, every time I've been on it, it's always been well patronised and full. And there's been times when I've been holidaying on the island and I just couldn't get on the last one back from Ramsey. It didn't help that they took the rear carriage off. But uh, even so, it was still still well loaded. And I would argue that a half-hourly service up there would be... Uh, I mean, it could almost be used as a public service. I, I, it's, it seems a bit daft to have a, a, a parallel bus service to Ramsey when you've got the, the electric railway. Uh, now, you're, where, you're near Blackburn, aren't you? Oh, uh, yes, the sunshine's splitting the pavements as I speak. <laughs> right. Uh, how many years have you, have you been coming to the Isle of Man on the railways? Well, I'm 56 now, and I've been coming since I was seven. And slowly I've watched the heritage of the island disappear um, I, I remember when you used to be able to get uh, trips up Douglas Head Lighthouse. You used to be able to go to the Point of Air on a bus. Um, the, I, I'm old enough to remember the um, the outdoor pool at Port Erin and the um, uh, biological station where you could get a get a walk around the aquariums in there. Uh, the lift up to the Falcon... Is it Falcon Crest? Or no, the, uh, the Falcon Cliff, yes. Or the, the, Falcon that, Cliff, yes. That's still there, complete ruins, but it, you can still see it. Absolutely, but over the years, you're watching the, the heritage just disappear. I mean, this the, the horse trams are a prime example now. They're basically salami tactics. They're cutting it back bit by bit, and they're trying to get rid of it all. And I'm assuming so you can get room for another 15,000 residents, which beats me where, where they're going to be able to fit on the roads, because the roads there are a chock-a-block as it is, aren't they? I mean... I've sat on the bus from Lord Street up to Quarterbridge, and it's taken 20 minutes just because of the traffic. Now, you're, you're an enthusiast where railways are concerned. What would you say to the naysayers, to the doubting Thomases, to people who think it's, it's not worth it? I would say you're crazy, absolutely crazy. You've got three, well, four different systems which are completely unique from each other. You can spend the whole week on the island and just spend the day on each of the systems. That alone... You know, not to mention all the other bits and pieces of, of heritage on on the island. Why you'd want to get rid of it all? It's, it sounds a bit daft, but the Isle of Man is almost like a, a museum of heritage. You've got so much in your 33 miles of island 
more more than we've got in this country, I would say. All right. Uh, Ian, thanks for calling. Have a just, good just Christmas. Just one other thing, though, Andy. Okay. I, I did want to end on a positive note. I'd just like to say thank you to the uh, the webcam owners at Scarlet Point because they are wonderful. I did speak to you a while ago, didn't I, about the webcams? We're trying to do this. Uh, uh, don't ask me because I'm, I'm uh, where technology is concerned, I'm way behind. But uh, stream, streaming live cams or live streaming you wanted. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And the Scarlet Point ones are wonderful. They are, you know, I look at them almost on a daily basis. And it's, it's the island was covered in those streaming cameras. You'd have people going there all the time. All right. Thanks, Ian. All the best. I'll have a good Christmas and yeah. to you and your listeners. You too. Thanks uh, for that. Yeah, we, we talked about having live streaming cameras. Uh, if you look at manxradio.com, we've got uh, a page of webcams. That I think there's about uh, eight or nine, possibly more, maybe a dozen webcams from around the Alabama, including some of the new DOI ones, which are crystal clear for Douglas Harbour. Uh, sadly, <laughs> we've got crystal clear cameras, but we don't know what's happening on the matrix signs because they've cut our link now and we can't get the information from the matrix signs through to the studio which we've had for 20 odd years so we'll have to guess if there is ever fog on the mountain looks like a bit of mist now security at the alamance ports is to be tightened following growing evidence of criminal networks seeking to exploit the island's limited border controls david mentioned this government says measures are being developed to combat the importation of drugs criminal property and weapons uh, the passport, immigration and nationality functions going to be transferred from Cabinet Office to Treasury while the port's policing is being reviewed and options to develop improved active controls at seaports are being considered. Changes to private aircraft for information logging and wider monitoring of parcel and courier services are being investigated. This review is also underway into the immigration worker migrant route and the government's working to extend the UK's Modern Slavery Act to the Isle of Man following recent investigations into organised immigration crime. On the Isle of Man, organised immigration crime. Officers from the different law enforcement agencies across government are making a practical change and more to improve security at the points of entry. Well, we've only got two official ones, of course, Ronaldsway Airport and the Sea Terminal in Douglas. There are unofficial ones, but that's down to ribs on beaches. Hope Affairs Minister Jane Paul Wilson says the island can't afford to be complacent and must accept there are individuals who are coming to the Isle of Man to do us harm. And that's something uh, we need to remember this. There are people who want to come here to take advantage of us, to do us harm, to flood the local economy with criminal money, to bring in illegal drugs. She says the controls are being considered. Uh, they're aiming to secure the borders from criminal exploitation while protecting residents' right to freedom within the common travel area. So... I just wonder what you're thinking about this and where we go with it. Juan's on now. Hi, Juan. Hey, Andy. How are you doing? I'm f fine today, yes. Actually, there's a, there's a shaft of sunlight on Summer Hill at the moment. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased for you. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get a chance to come on today, but um, here we go. I'm just um, just picking up on what Howard said yesterday, um, firstly. And um, I just wanted to say, uh, Howard's had some great points on this show. Um, uh, and I, I love um, Howard's common sense with a lot of stuff. Um, and I just wanted to make the point of when someone calls you a tin hat conspiratorial Trump supporter and misogynist, and other words that I can't spell on a Monday, um, a little bit of satire is always good to come back with. Nothing personal, just a little bit of satire. That's my point on that one. Now, you're going on to um, just talking about the border force and, and protection of the island. I'm just picking up on, um, I think it was a report from one of the UK backbenchers last week. Um, there's over 17,000 asylum seekers in the UK gone missing from the system. Seemingly have this system there where they have to Zoom call in at a certain time of day, etc. And they've just disappeared into the abyss um into the uh, in, into the ether in, in in the uk so um yes i think it is important about um protection of the isle of man um and uh, accordingly as well um some kind of control on the work permits still which is another contentious issue um so yeah i do think it's important i think that i um i made a, a, a point about six or seven months ago about a nigerian that was over with virtually no money in their pocket looking for work so I think it's very important that we keep what we've got, and, and and again that touches on the heritage. There seems to be a, a lot of um, a lot of things distancing from us being our own people and our sovereign people to just another place where people can come and live, which seems to be the the, the greater aspects of the big new world that but, we're supposed to be going into. But it's impossible to be anonymous on the Isle of Man, Juan, isn't it? I mean, everybody does know everybody, or if they don't know them, they know somebody who knows them. It, 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 yes, it is. But I think, I mean, the, the, half the problem is um, making sure you have the right people coming in, because once they're in, it's very hard to get people out. You have to go through legal procedures and this, that and the other. So I think I, I think our, um, our border protection is, is definitely in a common sense way, not going overboard with like loads of cameras and, and making it really awkward for people to move. But um, there definitely needs to be a protection there of some kind, um, the way things are going within within England. And I mean, you're looking at the trouble now in Ireland with um, people burning hotels down because they're full of um, immigrants and, and asylum seekers. So it's getting pretty nasty in, in a lot of places. And you can see why the people in the UK are getting upset about it. Because but thankfully, we're, mi we're, we're miles from that. We're miles away from that. I mean, you know, in terms of behavior and obviously physically, we're miles away from it. Well, how close could it be, though, Andy? You say we're miles away from it. We're 70-odd miles away from it, which, if you've got an open border, it's not a lot. So if people are just walking off the off the ferry here, um, more than the plane, then um, how actual far away are we from this happening? This is this is the problem. Um, so anyway, on, on, on that, just another thing as well that I was looking at, um, which kind of touches on the Tesco um, uh the, the Tesco thing. Um, I was at a theme park yesterday, and I noticed, I mean, a massive amount of signs going up around it that the, the, the whole theme park is now turned cashless. 
um, which is which is quite interesting in the aspect of uh, the legalities of, of having to take legal tender. Um, but um, they, they made a point of going cashless. They've actually got machines with inside the theme park where you go and put your cash in and they give you a card out to spend. So it's quite ironic, really. They still take your cash, but they're giving you cards out. So, again, this is another bit of programming to get people into this here cashless society. So What's the weather like in Florida at the moment? Um, you know what? Being very, pretty chilly, actually, Andy, considering. I mean, for Florida, you know, some 60s. Um, and uh, it's back up to 70s now. But it's been a, a very long, um, cool period here. Um, and there's a few changes around different places in the world at the moment, just slightly and a lot more rainy. But what do you expect when they're interfering with the weather patterns? You know, <laughs> you can't you can't get a, a true reading on weather with with that. Um, but um, yeah, ju- just touching on that cash thing, and um, I'm noticing as well in in uh, the UK, um, Tesco and Aldi's are starting to introduce QR code supermarkets. Have you seen them, Andy? Oh, these uh, the the square things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but you actually can't get access into the supermarket to buy your food unless you put a QR code in. And they're starting to do these with, with some of their um, uh, express shops. Old eyes have started doing it and Tesco yeah. started doing it. But, I mean, so they're, they're having horrendous problems, particularly in urban areas, horrendous problems with shoplifting gangs. Yes, they are. They are. But some, sometimes it's what. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But sometimes it's a problem reaction solution. And um, they, they, you know, create the problem um, and the media create the problem and then they give you a reaction and then they give you the solution. So, you know, it, it's all heading the way that their big brother wants you to go. And that's like cashless and, and, and having cards, etc. So, you know, so, sometimes there's a bit of problem reaction solution brought in there with that. Um, all right. And. And um, you know, heading towards um, tokens as well, which is where they they they're wanting to go to. So you've got an expiry date on on money. So interesting times, Andy. All right, interesting then. times. Um, Have a good Christmas, Stuart. And you take care. Take oh, care, everybody. Good to hear from you. Whether the bishop should have a vote or not, says uh, text to four hundred four, should be put to a referendum. This should shouldn't be decided just here today and gone tomorrow. MHKs uh, that didn't have it in their manifesto. And Phil said last week you had a poll on the bishop just for fun. You said, "Am I right in saying this poll was used by MHKs talking in the House of Keys as proof that people don't want the bishop to have a vote?" Actually, well, Laurie Hooper used it. He mentioned a. V- a poll on Manx Radio. Um, well, that poll was a straw poll. It was only on social media, and it was for fun. We just wanted to know, know the direction of, of travel. It wasn't an official poll, so if you hear anybody quoting an official poll or a poll on Manx Radio, then it's not. Uh, I met a lady on the boat during the summer who was on a coach tour from Germany. She was so excited about the Isle of Man's Railway, she said she'd come back another time to explore them further. Why are we thinking of taking away our attractions? Manx Radio, the nation's Christmas station. The station I have on in my sleigh. Four-word Christmas horror stories. If you have a four-word Christmas horror story, I'd love to hear it. Here's one. Well, here's a couple. There's nowhere to park. 
forward Christmas horror story, we're out of cheese. Whether you're fitting out a business office or looking for a stylish home office, you'll find excellent choice at Office World, the island's largest display showroom of office furniture, with a huge array of desk configurations, including height adjustable and bench options, plus seating in mesh, fabric and vinyl finishes, along with a myriad of storage solutions, from filing cabinets to bookcases and cupboards. Find all this and so much more at Office World on Spring Valley Industrial Estate. Office World! Oh, problems with your spine and posture can have a serious effect on your quality of life, but a Line for Life Spine Clinic could help. If you're suffering from back pain, neck pain, headaches, their holistic scientific approach could find and treat the root cause of the problem for long-lasting relief. Whew. Touch Align for Life now or call 629-444. Align for Life, the island's spine and posture clinic, here to make life better. The Millichap's big winter sale starts on New Year's Day with fantastic bargains across every department, including beds, furniture, stressless accessories, flooring and more. Welcome back to the Millichap's big sale starts 11am on January 1st. Don't miss it. Nicola Bowker and Co. want to say thank you to all our clients and our team for another great year. And we can't wait to help all our clients old and new in 2024. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Nicola Bowker and Co. Chartered Accountants. Your wish is granted. Because it's panto time at the Villa Gaiety. Oh, yes, it is. Stage Ed presents the classic panto Aladdin this Christmas. With fun for all the family as Aladdin is granted his three wishes by the genie. But what will he wish for? And will he get the girl? Book now at villagaiety.com or call the box office on 600 555. Supported by Manx Independent Carriers, the Steam Packet, and your nation station, Manx Radio. Here's an invitation to join me on Christmas Eve as I look back on some of the music that was in the charts during December in the 1970s. As well as all those Christmas classics, there'll be plenty of non-festive favourites. That's the sensational 70s Christmas special with me, Mike Buttle, 4 till 7 on Christmas Eve, on DAB, online, on smart devices, and absolutely festively live on Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Forward Christmas horror stories. What's your Wi-Fi password? Eddie's on now. Hi, Eddie. Hi, you all right? Yeah, good. Good. Um, usually my thoughts of the day, but before I go any further, and I think um, you seem to have a lot of topic today about people getting rid of all our heritage. I totally agree with it, honestly. I think uh, I think the main reason for that is we just have a government that just don't seem to care. I think I can quote uh, an ex-chief uh, minister saying that when he was uh, uh, involved in the government, he was there to serve the people uh, for, the, for the good of the island. And at the moment, all the MHK seem to be giving us that uh, they just wanted to serve the term out and get the pension. So they don't really care. I mean, if they had one caring ounce about them, these things wouldn't happen. The railways, everything, they're so unique, like Howard is, you know, your ambassador for it. It's its unique. It's got to be kept and things like that. But it costs money. Um, I mean, it costs yeah. money. So uh, the, the MHKs and the people in the bureaucracy, <laughs> the MLs, they'd all say, well, look, you know, we're using the money wisely. So, um, Well, when you look at what they've wasted... You know, it, it's mind-boggling, you know. 
I can it, the people don't seem to get a say anymore. And I can remember when they first uh, mentioned about the Liverpool terminal. The general <coughs> uh, uh, consensus of the people who were phoning in were, why are we paying for it? Surely if they want our customs, they should be paying for it. But we ended up nearly £100 million down. You know, you name it, it's gone on and on and on. We've got, we've got a very, I don't know what, it's a strange government. I mean, my, my main concern, you know all the time, is the uh, onshore farms, <clears throat> which is my thought for today, really. Um, what I would like to ask is, it's a holiday season, and everybody's got a little bit of time off where to, to, to sit and think and watching telly or listening to radio or things like this. I want them to actually uh, try attempt to put themselves in the position of our group up here. Now, if they put five wind turbines in, we have got the possibility of the noise disturbance, which is, affects your brain and everything, your sleep patterns, so on. We've got the wildlife slaughtering. We've got the concrete up there, which is going to cause massive runoff and everything for water, floods, you name it. All these general things, that's just with five. But we know that if they get the five, then the swear word, Mike Profit, will put another 25 up by um, uh, Snuff the Wind. And then before you know where you are, the, the, the initial rumours at the very beginning of all this lot was maybe we need a 100 of them on the island. So it will affect everybody on the island and the, the NIMBYs will be everywhere. So all that I want to say is if they could spare themselves a few minutes to think if they had one of these things within within a mile of them because it can affect you within a mile and it's just a pause for christmas really okay. you know something to think about all right well we know you're again uh, we know you're against them so presuming that we've got to in some way make our electricity greener or you know or renewable what do we do <laughs> We have to explore every other alternative, which is the, the main point of all this. The government are not listening to the people by saying, let's look at all the other ones. We already know, everybody on the Alamand already knows that this is not green, it's not sustainable, it's not going to make electricity any cheaper, it's just uh, another... Can I say cock up on television, on, on radio, I mean? You know, it's just another downhill slope, and the government won't care in three years because they'll be finished in three years, maybe, and they'll be out of government. They don't, they don't care. But I want everybody to realise they're not green, and they've all got in on that green agenda. And it's not... Well, we're making a point every day about the greenness of them, aren't we? It would be nice to sort of have a people's opinion group over the whole island. You know, because I'm sure that if all of a sudden everybody in the island got together in a sense of <clears throat> a referendum vote even, I'm sure they wouldn't go for it. Not if, they, if it was in their back garden. They okay. would definitely not go for it. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Have a good Christmas. 
And the same to you, mate. Good to hear from you. Thanks for that. Here's a note in from uh, WhatsApp 553 and says, I always give cash to the bin men, to the parcel people and to the postie at Christmas time. Can't actually swipe a bank card to do that, can we? So what's going to happen to giving people cash tips if this is the, uh, the word? Uh, just shocked. Apparently, you've got to wait till 5.30 on Christmas morning to see if the boat will sail to Ireland. Is this really the best that they can do? Well, obviously, it's Interruption City where the Manxman's concerned at the moment. She went this morning at three minutes to eight. Uh, got into Hesham about three quarters of an hour ago. We'll be leaving at 10 to two this afternoon. Not quarter past two, 10 to two and arriving back at about half past five. Now, tonight, 7.45 is subject to disruption or cancellation. We'll know at half past five tonight whether or not Manxman is going tonight. Obviously, if she doesn't go, she won't be coming back. If she does, she will be coming back. Tomorrow morning, Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock, Tahitian possible disruption or cancellation. And the 7.45 Saturday, ditto, 7 o'clock Sunday morning to Belfast. Again, ditto. But we'll find out 5.30 on Sunday morning. Well, shall we keep everything crossed then? Hello, this is Doug Farragher. In conjunction with Manx Radio, I'd like to invite you to join us and learn something about our native Gaelic tongue, the language of man. Four-word Christmas horror stories. Somebody's emailed in to say, Fairy tale of New York. I can't stand it. Walk through the northern lights into a land of ice and snow at Ramsey Garden Centre. Indoor and outdoor lights, a magical range of real and artificial trees, decorations, gifts, and much more. Christmas at Ramsey Garden Centre, Albert Road. Steam into Christmas with family and friends on the unique Isle of Man Railways dining car. Our winter events programme has something for everyone. Journey through the Manx countryside enjoying sparkling festive fun. To get into the Christmas spirit, book now by calling our Yuletide team on 697457 or visit rail.in and experience one of our festive train adventures. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love bought for us Twelve fencing panels, eleven copper piping, ten bricks for laying, nine showers pumping, eight cement mixers, seven bathroom mirrors, six slabs for laying, five bright chrome handles, four panel doors, three augers, two tap hole basins, and a Haldane Fisher bathroom. You'll find everything you need to improve your home at Haldane Fisher. See online or visit your nearest branch in Douglas or Ramsey. Hi, Connor Cummins here. As a professional road racer, I find taking on the twists and turns of the TT a big challenge. But sometimes life can be a tough challenge too. As patron of the charity, I'll stand up to suicide. I'd like to encourage you to attend one of our QPR suicide prevention courses. These are designed to help us all to spot signs of suicidal thinking and then equip us to know what to do next. I'm doing it. Why not join me? Find out more today at I'llStandUpToSuicide.com. Together we can make a difference. 
at islestanduptosuicide.com. As we head into the festive season, FC Isle of Man return to action tonight, hoping to create some cheer ahead of Christmas. The Ravens welcome Colm to the bowl this evening, with the Ravens hoping to end a run of three straight home defeats. Join me, Rob Pritchard and Sam Palmer for FC Isle of Man versus Colm, taking place tonight at the later time of 7.30pm. Manx Radio will be providing full live match commentary on our DAB and AM 1368 channels. Live coverage of FC Isle of Man on Manx Radio is supported by Selton, investing in our community. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Four word Christmas horror stories, subsection church. We'll sing this unaccompanied. <laughs> you start us off and heating's not come on. You have any four word Christmas horror stories? Text, email, call, WhatsApp. Julian's on now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yes. Last one of 2023. Can you believe we've got here? I know, I know. Let's uh, let's see. I think 2024 might have um, a bit of a, a rocky, wavy kind of uh, year, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, just um, thinking about what Howard was saying um, about you know losing our sort of our culture in some ways, um, and it kind of made me have a little look around a little bit. And you know, um, we've mentioned many times about Arab and these Arab reports, whether it be on the energy. Um, sustainability for the Isle of Man and, and what they want to do about uh, limiting our ability to travel, just having a short haul flight every three years and being able to buy three items of clothing a year and all this kind of thing. That's actually written in what's supposed to be one of the most um, sort of grown up um, consultancies. Um, and then you think about the boat and then I had a little look at the holder. Um, anybody that has a look at uh, Holder's website, uh, spelt H-O-U-L-D-E-R-L-T-D.com, so Holder Limited, L-T-D.com. Um, first thing that comes up, uh, your partner for a sustainable future, that Holder joins call to prioritize energy efficiency and renewable propulsion technologies. Um, Arup, um, the ESG agenda, uh, the growing importance of environmental, social, and corporate governance prioritizes um, and requires an ambitious and coordinated response. And it, perhaps in some ways what's happening is we're offshoring all our decision-making to these consultancies. Um, but it seems that when you actually drill down and look at the consequences, or if you even ask a question about, you know, unbelievable capacity factors in wind turbines, three times more than anyone else on the planet has found, or, you know, how are we going to maintain baseload? There's no answer. Why can't we use geothermal? Um, no answer. But I, I just wonder if our decision making is just primarily just being palmed off to the UK at high expense to us. Well, a lot of things nowadays, and I can, I think I can say this without contradiction, are simply process-driven in that they get into some sort of management matrix and process takes over so that, if you like, critical thinking, criticism even sometimes, doesn't come into it. You know, there's a process that something has to happen through and that process simply has to be fulfilled. Yeah, but you know the news yesterday that gas is going to go down about sixteen percent. Well, that must mean that the calculations for the green energy side of things then that makes it worse for them, doesn't it? Because if gas becomes cheaper and it's already installed, and the system seems to have been working very well for us for over a hundred years, um, somebody needs to say that you know the calculation is 
suddenly very different. 16% is a huge difference. Mm. Uh, and also, don't forget, Orsted, um, Battenfall, Equinor, who are used to be Statoil, who actually are supposedly a wind farm place, but they've just, uh, they're also continuing on with their oil and gas with a huge new um, find of gas off Norway. Um, they're not getting any bids for the electricity that they're offering from their wind farms because the um, massive subsidies are drying up. So, you know, if we're dropping 16% on that gas, that then needs to be looked at immediately in terms of, well, is this green offering going to suffer from the fact that our um, our existing system has now become quite a bit cheaper all of a sudden. Okay, all right, we've got to go. Going to get John in. Have a good Christmas, good Julian. Merry Christmas. All the Merry very Christmas. best to you. Cheers. Good to hear from you. Our final caller of 2023 is John. Hi, John. Uh, how you doing there, Andy? It's so wonderful to come on at the last just to clear up all the nonsense that's going on. Like, oh, um, just, well, it's down to you then. To, <laughs> well, I just want to say, first of all, uh, I've got a 50-foot wind tube and I've, I've been on before. As far as wildlife goes, I've actually been encouraged with wildlife. There's more birds, and they sit on the blades as they sit still, like, and they use it as a slide. I've got lots of birds. I think I might take bird watching up myself because there's more birds around here. As far as the concrete going that they're all talking about, the sheep sit on the concrete round the turbine in the summer to keep cool, and in the winter they keep on it because it's nice and warm. So they look up at the wind turbine and say, what have you got for us today? They love the giraffe as well. So as far as birds being killed, there's not one bird being killed, not one bat or anything. So it's total rubbish. So how big are the blades on your turbine? Well... Well, funny enough, mine are 15 foot across, but they're going a lot faster and they go flat out. You see, us humans, we're supposed to be very clever, but actually we've been given a free will to choose the truth or to choose ignorance, you know, nonsense. Now, birds and animals don't have that luxury. They actually have common sense, which God has given them, and they're not so stupid to fly into them and things like that. There's more like people driving into them and hitting them as they go on the road. So you know, they've got common sense, this nonsense about things. And as far as the concrete goes, I mean, you could cover the concrete with soil if you wanted to anyway. It's just a narrative of people love seeing them or hate them. If we went back to sailing ships, then people would be saying, oh, we don't want that view from the from seeing all these sails out on the ships, like, you know. So wind turbines, I mean, I love them. I think they're fantastic. I mean, the wind is my best friend. It used to be my enemy, but now send all the wind up to me. I'll be very happy to take it. Has it? Saved you any money, John? Absolutely. The best thing that's ever I could see that would save money, and it's the future. The Isle of Man's got the win. My word, I could, I, if I had a choice, that's the first thing I'd put up, and as many as possible. Isle of Man has got the best wind. It could fly the world, really. There's enough wind if it had the right amount of wind turbines. They're beautiful. The sound of they don't make any sound. When they're not turning, they don't make any sound. It's only when the wind is turning, and that's flat out, and that's you can hear the wind then. So these big turbines are only going quite slow generally it's only the tips is going fast all right john so, we're gonna go have a good christmas thank you very much for that good to have a windy uh, windy new year hopefully all right thanks that's it from anna line for 2023 we're back in the new year four word christmas horror stories leave it to soak overnight they didn't have baileys it's still not defrosted this is my favourite. This is my favourite forward Christmas horror story. Don't get me anything. Oh, oh, oh. That's it.
if you've been on on the phone or on the text throughout the year thanks for contributing but most of all thank you for listening thanks to Harry Kane on the phones today have a great Christmas and New Year W-I-N-T